Talk with Mr. B. Hello, hello, and welcome. This is Mr. B on Free Talk with Mr. B. Our guest today gives us a fascinating highlight into her view of her work scene in many parts of the world. This is someone who makes himself quite uncomfortable in every situation so as to be comfortable in every situation and suffers collateral learning. No, not collateral damage. Collateral learning. Let's stop talking about it and listen in. Let's go straight to her because this is free talk. Free talk with Mr. B. Hey, hello, hello. Hi, Bertrand. Hey. How are you? I'm doing fine, fine. Welcome to Free Talk with Mr. B. How, how are you? Okay. I'm very well. I'm very, very well. It's uh, The sun is just uh, is just setting or is just set. So uh, it was a lovely day. The breeze was blowing. Oh, Can't nice. really complain or ask for anything more than that. <laughs> Definitely not having been in Dubai for four and a half months. It's a blessing. The <laughs> right, <highest> right. <laughs> So, so how have you been? I've been well. I've been well. Thank you so much. Thank you good. very much. Good. Yeah, that's I was fantastic. That's always good to hear. <laughs> yes, I went back to the U.S. for a couple of months now back in Dubai. Um, you know, okay. my audience might want to know where you are, if you're at liberty to say, and to tell us ah, a little yes. bit about you. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm in Iraq. Uh, I'm in the northern Kurdistan region right now in uh, Erbil. And uh, a little bit about myself. Okay, well, I am a, a very proud Canadian uh, at birth. Um, that's where I did um, all of my undergraduate um, studies. And when I first started to get exposed to, you know, uh, the world and the, and the, and the broader community that you can create through your, through your studies and through your life. Um, after that, I, uh, I lived in New York for a while and I did both of my masters there and nice. I worked for, uh, yeah, for a consulting firm and I did consulting for the New York city department of education. And then, uh, in 2015, I moved across t- to Asia and I was working in um, Korea specifically around um, skills accelerators and how um, learning new technologies can actually be applied um, to development of the youth there specifically for the opportunities that were available to them um, indifference to the gaps that exist uh, currently within their market for education and actually uh, employment that's that's available um, after that, I started working across Myanmar um, and Iraq, and I was going between the three um, for about a year and a half, two years, and then I moved uh, permanently here. I'm going on my uh, second-ish year here in uh, here in Iraq. So, oh, very yeah, interesting. it's been good. It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, to say the least. Um, so when you were talking about it's your been community, a beautiful journey. Yeah, like you're the, yeah. you're in a global community. That's what you are. A real global community. Yeah, so, uh, it is. Yeah, I find it's it very quite humbling. I, very interesting, very very educational. I found it yes. quite interesting going through Erbil. I I think I took a picture 
at a junction and one of the roundabouts on the way to the Herbal International Hotel and it's kind of show uh, a road to Turkut, a road to Iraq, a road to Mosul. Or they're kind of showing all the roads and I took a picture of it. It's like, wow, I can't even believe I'm right here showing all these roads. Yeah, it is, right? Like if you think about it in terms of just um, civilization, like Mesopotamia is sort of the bedrock for this area in terms of civilization. So it's a very humbling experience to think about everything that has gone on here from uh, from conflict-wise to peace-building-wise to just the development of, of society and how culture kind of moves forward and how people have this capacity to just continuously progress and move forward even in some of the the hardest situations it's a very um humbling and and wonderful experience for me um to have and, and to be able to to contribute in a small way um to that sort of global community right as a right. servant leader so yeah because i started um free talk for the purpose of giving back and we talk about giving back to our community and some of us it's the global community and you probably don't even state your role as as big as i think it is and as far as helping the community <laughs> i mean how do you compare it to what you did in new york oh you know i i tend i tend not to i tend not to try to compare because everything within its own existence or its own bubble can be considered as impactful and can be considered as contributing. My work in New York was was much more focused on corporate social responsibility. So it was actually the the opposite side of, of what I really find myself doing here. Here I really am working directly with the people who benefit um, from, in a large part, uh, the companies that operate here and, and the projects that are developed um, to assist them. Uh, in New York, it was it was much more of a of a theoretical um, type of deep dive for me into how um, organizations and companies can operate on a global scale and really have a human centered focus, like a people focus in terms of their in terms of their operations. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, it, it's really much more um, centered on the on the day to day. Um, interaction that I get to have and to me that's that's for me that's always been the part of my heart that I've gravitated towards my first uh, posting was in 2003 in in Romania um, and I was I was uh, no, you know I did a lot of service work when I was younger and volunteering was always like an institutional part of my life my mother is like the most uh phenomenal pillar of 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 community and acceptance and love and she really brought that into our lives but you know when I went to Romania I really was I I just said okay I had the opportunity and I just went okay let's go and I was very young and I was wide-eyed and a spring chicken and it was a it was a real deep end that I (laughs) that I dived into but it completely changed the course of what I wanted to do for my life. And I went back and, and I did another four years in undergrad, um, specifically focusing on international relations, um, public policy, civic engagement. Um, and it really sort of transformed the entire direction. When I was younger, I always thought I wanted to be a social worker. So it's not far off from what I do now. It's just in a, 
in a different capacity, right? Like still understanding how you can serve, how through your own leadership you can serve others better. And, and that's why when it comes to leadership, I'm a strong believer in servant leadership. Right. Um, and not in a typical hierarchical structure. Yeah. I guess it would make so, sense. You know, I guess it would make sense anyway, because you you got it from your mama. <laughs> you heard that phrase. I did get it from my mama. Yeah, oh. no, my mom is uh, my mom is pure light. If I could even get a quarter or a fraction of her, I would be uh, I would be blessed uh, for the rest of my life, and every person who came across me would be as well. Yeah, she's a beacon. She's um, a real pillar of our community at home, and she really entrenched deep. Um, ethics and morals, yeah, within me. Very nice, because uh, to me, you are as brave as they come because you are absolutely certain about what you're wanting to do and hoping to do. And uh, I think you, in northern Iraq, Kurdistan, I think you're like a pillar in the community. I think everyone must know you up there as far as what work you're doing. It seems like it at times, yes, which is which is absolutely humbling and... and um, and wonderful because it um, Airbill is a very broad community, but it's also very small. So if you feel that you can contribute in a positive way and, and it's received that way through not only just um, the people that you're serving, but also it's recognized by your peers. I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And everybody knows that I'm motivated by purpose. Purpose is my driver behind everything in life. And, and it's what um, gets me to engage. Uh, you are very purposeful. Does it include um, Dahuk and uh, some of the surrounding communities too? Yeah, so it, it's across Suli and, and Dahuk and Erbil. And then we also operate, uh, my company operates in the federal state of Iraq. So we work mm-hmm. across um, Ambar province, Mosul, um, down in Basra. Uh, so it really runs the, the entire country. Uh, which is a wonderful thing when you're thinking about it from a uh, inclusive standpoint. It, it's really beautiful to be able to to see the differences that exist amongst the 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 regions. Um, and a lot of people really don't even know that um, in terms of Kurdistan versus <laughs> the federal state unless you've lived right. here. So it's uh, yeah, so it's it's really wonderful because you know, as much as I do work, i'm also I'm also learning in the process. Every time I meet someone or every time I engage in a project in a different area, I'm I'm learning as much as I hope I'm giving um, to make myself better, to make me be able to to lead in a much more um, compassionate and and empathetic and efficient way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's awesome because you know some people knows some people know the term collateral damage, and you have like some collateral Correct. learning. <laughs> You know, what a it's difference. true. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. It is. It, it really is. And it, it really is the onus on the individual. And that's what I love to empower yourself to to learn and apply and learn and apply. It's like that can like constant iteration cycle. Right. Yeah. So so you 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 develop, you implement, you uh, recognize, you analyze and then you apply. Right. So it's that constant iteration cycle that I that I really love and being able to be right right here and, and to see the direct impact in terms of the work that you're doing is um, it's humbling and it's a, it's a very rewarding experience. So I get as much out that I is that I hope I give uh, to other people as well. And I wouldn't doubt that you do. 
I had like um, out of the university in the petro petrochemical um, engineering degrees, about 15 students came through in my class and they okay. were out eagering everyone because <laughs> they were eager to learn whatever I had to offer. I'm sure you have um, run into those same kind of experiences where it's so refreshing yes. to have the student interested in learning all that we had to offer. So up in Erbil, that's what was going on with me. So I was so, so glad to share. Um, yeah. How did you run into some it of is. most of that? Um, so, you know, it's, it's really interesting because I do, uh, so the company I have here, we have consulting and then we have our, our training institute. Um, and so we work with, with companies and organizations on a number of, of different thematic areas. Um, we work as an implementing partner. Um, and then we also work in the design phase. Um, and then we also look at how to make them, um, the most efficient and effective in terms of, um, being agile, um, in this area. And, you know, it's always wonderful because every person you meet comes with their own history and their own understanding of, of, of how to apply the knowledge that you're giving them. So it, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant learning cycle where you're always, um, finding ways to, to better your facilitation and to show up and be more present and to be able to, um, uh, really train yourself on how to present information so that the learner can can really apply it directly. So it's it's a constant challenge on yourself, and it's one thing that I love. I thrive off of challenging myself in in new areas. But the best thing about it is that you realize and you understand the connectivity of our of our global community. Uh, one of our projects that we ran um, a year or so back was. Uh, we were training um, 500 youth in the conflict area of Mosul right after the liberation. Um, and I, I don't know how to explain how amazing it was to see men and women working together in an area that um, for so long that was not accepted and that was not allowed. They had no freedom to be able to collaborate and exchange ideas and learn from one another. Mm. Um, and it was, it was a really, it's a really moving experience when you start to see how the work you're doing really, really brings communities um, together and reminds you of sort of how connected we all really are. Right. Outside of the finite ideas of how we identify ourselves. Look, very true, very true. You know, it, as you were saying that, I was like, I have to back up a little bit because, I mean, my audience might be wondering, um, how does a young girl from... Canada get to New York and get to young I'll take that I'll take that young I know but you Thank must have you. started off somewhere and started off young but it's like um as we're giving back I always want people to believe that the universe open up opens up doors of opportunity and it closes sometimes but they're always opening up and closing and when they're open yeah. we tend to jump through and the people that jump through become something other than what they plan to be. What windows of opportunity did you jump through for our audiences to, to just to have an open mind that kind of, when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, if I didn't take that pivotal step, I would not be here doing this job or something. Um, if I didn't throw myself continuously into situations that would be defined as being uncomfortable. <laughs> to say the least. I probably, yeah, I probably wouldn't be where I am. I always had a really different view for myself, for my life. I was, 
I was fortunate enough to be raised by my grandfather who always challenged me to ask more for myself in terms of how I can uh, better use myself in service. Um, he lived in service for for his family and for his community. He was in the military and then he served his uh, government as well when he got back. And it, it really sort of opened up my eyes to creating a life that felt very authentic to me. So I kind of am more ruled by intuition than I am by logic. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> so, um, I always just kind of felt that it was the right thing for me to do. Or if it challenged me because it felt uncomfortable, I did it. Um, because I knew it would either be a lesson or a, or a lesson and a learning opportunity um, for me, uh, no matter however way it came out, right? I would always grow from it and I would always learn more about myself. So I always challenged myself to put myself in situations where they were not easy and I couldn't be complacent and I, and I really had to deep dive. When I moved to... Romania, probably that was one of the most pivotal points um, in my life because it really gave me the opportunity to understand myself better and understand why maybe um, a career in social work wasn't the best for me just on how my composition is and how um, how you have to be uh, to be a social worker. But it, it did redirect me in an area where I could ask the, the, the bigger questions. And then I moved, I, I very very randomly applied to a very, and this is so humbling, but a, <clears throat> a very highly selective program in New York that accepted 30 students. Um, and I never in a million years thought I would ever, <laughs> at Bard College, I never in a million years thought I would ever uh, get accepted, but I did. Um, and I just said, all right, let's do it. Right, another and one I of just those. packed everything up. Yeah, and I just packed everything up and went. And then... Um, when I was there, I, I had uh, the opportunity to to take part and lead in um, in our Thursday discussion sessions that we had at the Levin Institute, which put me and in, threw me into a network of people like Ted Sorensen, um, and I got the opportunity to um, to cover um, Barack getting elected, and it, it was just always me saying okay, this feels really uncomfortable. Okay, I have to do it. <laughs> okay, this isn't, this isn't easy. I got to do it. Like, right. you know, because I always just sort of had like my grandfather there saying, you'll never not be okay. You will always learn something from everything. And there is no, there is no failing. It's just a continuous learning process. So nothing to me is ever defined within the confines of good or bad or right or wrong. It's, it's what challenges me to, to grow. And that tends to be how I, um, how I have guided my life and how I do guide my life. Right. Um, and sometimes it works out and, and sometimes you're like, okay, this might be a little more than I had bargained for, but you always learn from it. For and then you sure. can always apply that knowledge um, moving forward. Yeah, so, you know, Myanmar was a, was a beautiful um, opportunity for me when I first started um, working there and it was a yet again another deep dive into very much of an uncomfortable unknown situation for me but it wasn't it, it always felt right because I I knew I would always be held and I knew I had something I could I could give I had a skill set that I could give to a community of people 
Um, and there really the project was focusing on um, solar energy, electrification and small micro enterprise development for rural villages. Um, and we were taking communities where women didn't have a lot of opportunity because of how remote they were or just the nature of the of the country at the time in, in transition. And so they were being trained to be solar engineers. And then from there, they were able to teach their community how to electrify their community. And then from there, um, being able to start and run their own businesses. And so to really empower them to, to, to change um, the direction of their lives and, and their community lives. And um, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to understand um, the possibilities you have to make the world a better place. And through, uh, through deep understanding and listening, um, to be able to create practical solution, solutions that, that suit um, the people that you get to work for and, and work with. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, Myanmar and um, Kurdistan is two extreme different cultural groups and the topography is just completely different. So mm -hmm. you, you must have really put that uncomfortable in front of each one of your words. Yeah, you know, but the more you spend in different communities, the more you realize how similar everyone is. You know, it's a really interesting um, misnomer in terms of this idea that we're not really as connected on a cellular level the way we are. <laughs> if you go to Myanmar, if you go to Iraq, um, in um, the Western Sahara, in the Congo, um, Norway, anywhere, uh, New York, a mother still wants the same things for right, her children. Right, right, for sure, for sure. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Oh, so God. there's such, on such a cellular level, there's such a connectivity um, that it's it's wonderful when you, when you really have the opportunity to kind of amass this sort of global perspective. And I feel so fortunate that, that I have had that opportunity um, that then you can apply that. Yes. Um, to the work that you do. And you can bring that to to other areas that maybe for a stroke of luck just haven't been as fortunate to have that sort of expansive perspective that you have. And I, and I really believe it's your, there's a certain level of expectation you should have on yourself to do that um, because you've been so fortunate, right? Right, right. You know, we have way more similarities than we have differences and it pops up in, the, in all of the normal places. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the examples I use when I tell others is that something as simple as, um, you know, the rim of a bicycle, like if you took out all the mm -hmm. spokes and so on, you'll just be left with a rim. And people in the, the Southeast Asia were hitting that rim around the, the, the yard the same way we were in the islands. And when mm -hmm. I worked in um, Angola and Nigeria, we saw the same thing. I was like, okay, who told you guys we were doing that? <laughs> Who told you guys? Yeah. We were, and and they didn't know we were doing that, but they did just that, and it kind of says, yep. "Wow, we're so connected, so wonderful." You probably have. It is. It's, <laughs> it's really beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes. You probably have so many stories. I want to know: Would you come on again with some specific subject matter that that's passionate to you that you want the world to know? Um, on yes. free talk. Very, very nice. Yes, I would. I do have a question before you go, though. Um, let's say, sure. let's say you're one of your universities, you have so many um, degrees. <laughs> they invited you to be the <laughs> keynote speaker, let's say. Yes. And so this is an opportunity yes. to tell that graduating class something 
Very important. What do you want them to know? What would you want them to know? Um, the most important gift you can ever have in your life is a compassionate heart. Compassion towards yourself and compassion towards others. And it's the best gift that you can ever give of yourself is to be able to have compassion. Very, very good. Because the world needs a lot of that right now. A good amount of compassion, a good amount of empathy. So I really, really enjoyed having you on and I really appreciate that. And mostly I look forward to you coming on again because I, I just know you have a lot of stories and a lot of subject matter and some things that are more passionate to you even than, um, than we've probably heard even tonight. So, there we hey, go. Hey, you're back. Hey, there we go. Yeah, so those would probably be the, that would probably be my, um, I honestly believe that skills can be taught, but the, the depth of, of yourself in terms of how you want to show up in this life and understanding how important connections are and, and how you interact and relate with people is, is what really will define a large scope of how successful you are in your work um, and in your life. So that would probably be it for me. Very true. So like we were saying, all of that um, compassion, the empathy is something that's really needed in yeah. the world today. So it, it is, yeah. It's fundamental global global changer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say thank you so very much. I really appreciate you coming on on Free Talk with Mr. B. And I really look forward to having you on again. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for asking me. It was such a sincere pleasure. Okay. Thanks. And I look forward to seeing you when I'm back in Dubai. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I'll yes. be I'll be up in Urville again very soon. Also. Oh, okay, brilliant. So we'll maybe here then first. <laughs> right, right. You take care and, okay. and talk to you again. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Free Talk with Mr. B. Please remember to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss the next episode.